0: This is Candace Pringle, lead pastor of Effie Church, and this is our podcast. All right. Well, rewind weekend. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. always a blast. It is. Being able to look back and reminisce a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like we move so fast, especially through Christmas. Like December <laughs> tends to go by in just a blur. And this is this weekend where we just get to look back and enjoy okay. everything that God has done. That's right, and we've already had
1: some fun looking back. If you were here for the countdown, uh, we watched, we looked at some old pictures throughout the year and tried to guess what month those pictures were taken. But if you were good at memori- remembering these photos, I think you'll be great at our next activity.
0: Well, yeah, I we am. want to go over some numbers from the oh, year okay. yep. with you uh, first. So... These numbers honestly this is the part that made me a little sad. Okay. So I did the numbers first yeah. and then the photos. And and this one was only sad because it seems so much smaller than previous years, but we really need to celebrate each and every one. So the first number on the list is 95 salvations. Yeah, well, that's a huge number, actually. Ninety-five one,
1: souls. One salvation is worth celebrating. Absolutely, you know that Jesus tells us that it that there's more rejoicing over one son or daughter returning to the Father, yeah. but ninety-five of them. It's amazing. And this is a different number it's than so what good. we normally say. This isn't decisions this is salvations this is people we can say by na- we, they got yeah. saved this year Yeah. Uh, that includes about 30 teenagers at the March Madness event yeah. which was cut short yeah. and it just all of our services throughout the year it's so awesome to celebrate
0: so good and 16 baptisms
1: that's that's crazy it's
0: Awesome being that we weren't in the room most of the time. I mean sixteen is a great
1: number. Yeah. The two years ago or last year we were celebrating last over a hundred. This year
0: was over hundred. Over a hundred. Yeah.
1: And and I know growing up in my church, uh where I grew up, small town church, sixteen would have been a record year for us. Yeah. And then sixteen in a year where we weren't able to meet, and so many of those sixteen so are powerful stories. It, it is yeah really people we know we even counted i think some some bathtub baptisms yes in that number how cool and some is backyard that backyard
0: baptisms yep
1: so so what a cool cool year and then nine new partners this one's exciting because nine new partners in a year where we only had new partner classes online, online. on zoom yeah so 100 of our new partners yeah through online classes oh maybe not okay
0: we accepted some in like january that we're from before nearly 100%. <laughs> but the next one is 100%. 17 uh, okay. start class. Start class.
1: class yes.
0: Cuz we had all of our start classes on Zoom. Yeah. Which was actually a really fun way to do it. Yeah,
1: it's totally new this year. Yeah. We have never done that before and it was a great tool.
0: I was out of take. town and still leading start That's class. Right, I
1: remember that. It was
0: awesome. I led one from my Jeep. <laughs> oh, just on the phone. Was in the car with my computer and my phone. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, so then we had this, these are more recent, our okay. um, sort of outreach projects from winter, really. So 55 kids sponsored for Christmas. Wow. 55. That's that number lot. actually went up since we last reported it to you because we Picked got a couple last, last yeah. minute. So 55 kids sponsored. That's record because last year I think we did 20. Wow.
1: And, and uh, like just put it in perspective of those 55 kids, my family sponsored just one. And, yeah. and my kids have gone around to telling everyone, we bought presents for a little boy. That's Aww. what they just kept saying. For the little boy. That's we so we got sweet. them for the little boy. That's what they just keep telling people. So, so sweet. So, and that's just one of 55. And, that's and you guys impact. did
0: that. I mean, it's not like that came from funds within mm-hmm. Freedom Alley. You guys right. sponsored kids. Absolutely amazing. We also had 126 breakfasts served to the that's homeless right. with our Gettysburg Cares participation over the past couple of weeks. That was awesome and again donations came from you guys right. and then 220 boxes of hope
1: these the, that boxes of hope outreach was so cool to see happen yeah. where uh, families would sign up they get this huge box of goods and and it came through generosity and through individuals yeah. giving and supporting as well as freedom valley being able to say this matters and we want to help families in a year where they need more help than ever so
0: thank yeah. you so much
1: for That's an ongoing
0: project. Yeah. Box of Hope's
1: not stopping anytime soon.
0: 220 so far. That's awesome. So those are just some of the numbers. We wanted to just celebrate some of those numbers with you. And we also want to go back a little bit and talk about the sermon series. Yes from this year. We'll see how many you can remember, Jason. Yeah, this this is
1: something um, my mind has a tendency to move on and move forward <laughs> way too quickly. An event ends, something stops, and I just go, what's next? Yeah. And uh, so when we look back over our sermon series, I'm always like, oh, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> um, but, but so I'm looking forward to remembering and learning and growing in just a second as we yes. look back.
0: So 11 sermon series this year. We started out with Souls to Save. This Do you is, remember this, this one? Souls to save, and what was it about?
1: This one I do remember. I just explained it
0: without quizzing you first.
1: Yeah, I I do remember this one. That, well, it said it in the title, and I actually <laughs> yeah. I actually remember. In January, I was gonna, I was always like, this sermon series is about souls to save you know like because it explains it but it was that was a little that, too clear yeah we, we we hit that one on the head that that there are people out there that we need to reach you know our, our mission as a church is vibrant passionate and selfless and we yeah. spent the year before really hitting on those who, and we the, are. who we are but then the second half of our vision is we want to see the world change with yeah. the message of the gospel and that message means there are souls to save.
0: Yeah, so it was like we defined who we are and then we defined what we're going to do Yes. with that. It's yes. about the people outside the walls and souls to save. And honestly, it really set us up for this year. Yeah. Looking outward and not what just serves us. And so the next one, that was January. We had February was temper temper. Yeah, and and I I have this weird
1: memory of this one because I kept talking about how like like the word temper also means to like harden a metal,
0: Oh. Right? Yeah. And, and
1: like I kept having this, this thought that, that we get angry and we get frustrated, but we also need to get stronger was like in the mm. back of my mind. I do remember that's not what the series was no. about, but that's what I had personally <laughs> taken away from it. Um,
0: no, temper temper was about anger yeah. and sort of this feeling that you're getting robbed. Yeah. You know, like you're you're getting cheated from something. We talked about Job in that sermon series. That message will stick with me for the rest of my life. Honestly, this whole series is one I'd like to redo yeah. someday just because it was so, so, so good. And I think so many of us struggle with anger, mm-hmm. so it just spoke right to where we were. And
1: And that anger can be okay. Yeah. When, it, when it's done right because we see that in the story of Job when he finally gets mad at God yeah. and then Jesus when he gets mad in this, like temper can be yeah. but it can also be this wildfire and it was a yeah. great little series
0: it was so good March was privileges and this was the month that the world blew up yeah and I remember this <laughs> one
1: distinctly because um, honestly I thought it said Pringles I did, the and yes, because I am, as many of you know, dyslexic, and I was like, "Don't tell anyone that you thought it said Pringles because they'll <laughs> make fun of you." But then people came up to me and they said, "That looks like Pringles," and I was like, "It does look like Pringles. It's those Pringles, but it doesn't. It's about privileges, and yes. and actually, as well as, as much as we were talking about the privileges we have, we were also talking about how the, the privileges we need to give up.
0: Right. And and it was about how it's a privilege to give. Like yeah. we get to give. Yeah. We don't have to give. Mm-hmm. And and sort of the the privileges that don't really sound like on the surface that they're privileges. Yeah. But we get them because we're sons and daughters of Christ. And so that one really was meant to be sort of a giving message, right. strong push, and then march happened march happened but but what a
1: what a what a word and a series to kick off what would happen with the pandemic and with everything where we would say we need we have the right we get this it's our privilege it's like well as a christian it's our privilege to give of ourselves and to serve others and it's not about us and 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 that really resonates with where the year went
0: works these things out ahead of us. Yeah. But the next one, April, was into the unknown. And how perfect for where we were headed. I mean, nobody had any clue what was going to happen. God was taking us into the unknown. But the tagline for this one was bravery runs in our family.
1: I remember remember that. that I didn't until you said
0: it. Bravery runs in Ah. our family. We have nothing to fear because we've been called for such a time as this. We talked about Esther for such a time as this and how she... Went into the unknown.
1: Yeah, we looked at all so the good. times. Yeah, but bravery runs in our family. Bravery runs in our family.
0: And we entered into the unknown with
1: faith. I remember that. That was a powerful that word. That was a good that, one. I want to I want to write that like on a wall somewhere so I, I don't I know, right? that. I'll, it's You know good. what? When the when the mirror fogs up, I'll write it in the mirror. It's, it's always going to be there. <laughs> when
0: does our mirror
1: fog up? Not in us? the building. I meant oh. at my house.
0: <laughs> okay. Solutions was the next one in May. Uh... And that one was about how we are solutions.
1: Yes. Not that we're problems. No. We're solutions. We are solutions looking looking for for problems. problems. And this one became a mantra for us throughout the whole year. Yeah. If if there was a problem or or something that rose up, that's not the point. Okay, good. Great job. You found a problem. Your job is to find the solution. Yeah. And, and that's where, you know, the drive-through comes from. That,
0: we all really had to adapt to our new right. situation. Yeah. And so... Yeah,
1: we had to find the worked. solutions. Yeah. And, and out of this mindset of, as believers, we're solutions looking for problems. We had, you know, uh, FB Youth at Home started launching yeah. soon after this. And and we, we found creative yeah. ways.
0: And FV Youth at Home has been so good. Mm-hmm.
1: There's all kinds of things so that have good. come from this year because... There aren't problems there are potential solutions.
0: Yes. Yes. That was so good. So June then was Holy Ground.
1: Yeah. I remember this one because you made all the staff members remove our shoes when we walked <laughs> in the building because it was Holy Ground, right?
0: <laughs> no, I did No? Didn't. You didn't do that? No, I did not do okay. that. Yeah. But it was about how things change on Holy Ground. And the, I think the first one was where Moses removed his removed shoes, his shoes <laughs> yeah. because he was that's, standing that's That's
1: what it was. I misremembered ground. it. I misremembered yeah, it. Yeah.
0: Things change on Holy Ground was the tagline for that one. That was good, too, about getting into the presence of God for yourself and how he changes mindsets and attitudes and thought patterns. And
1: and as families, we've had to make our living rooms holy ground as we watch the service. And you see that in those of you who are watching right now, who you've made the priority this moment is holy ground. We're not going to lose it. We're gonna we're gonna engage, and yeah. we've 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 developed top fans on Facebook. Yes, it's people sharing out the streams and hosting with others. You guys are awesome. Watching it throughout the week.
0: July was bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Do you remember this one?
1: Not even a little bit. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> no, July was I was out a lot of July and That's August. That's right. You so were. I I don't remember. So so
0: well. July was about exploring the the early church's persecution. Okay. And, you know, Paul didn't brag about his accomplishments. He, he actually bragged about his sufferings and sacrifices Mm -hmm. and how we can suffer and sacrifice. And and I get, I mean, I guess it kind of went back to the privileges one where it's sort of a privilege to be able to do that for God and to serve people. So bragging rights. That was a good one. That was a good one. August was fierce.
1: Yes. I remember doing this a lot. Fierce. Um, It was
0: uh, uh, sort of coming out of bragging rights. It was that fierce faith that the early church had.
1: Yes, and I remember you had a a big push in in bold and brave and and sharing some new vision out of that. I do remember that. Super good. That that was.
0: September and October was silence.
1: This one was really good.
0: Silence. Remember we we did all the, instead of bumpers, mm -hmm. we just, it was silence And we were in the
1: building for silence. That's why I remember we were back. We were... We were really contemplating God's presence and the power of silence and how uh, Elijah uh, sat in front of the, the 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 cave and waited on the. It's the silence yeah. of God that we can get so much from. The
0: whisper yeah. of God. But we were also talking about how to engage our culture because there was so much talk about justice right. and and all of that at that point. And what does silence mean? What does it yeah. look like for us as Christians?
1: And the silence is violence mentality in our yeah. culture that if you're not speaking out, you might as well be the villain. But there's a time for us to to listen,
0: use wisdom, and and, and, and that's
1: okay. Like, yeah. Not the loudest voice is the right voice. Right. And that was a good series. Right. That
0: was really good. Then we had battle fatigue. That was just October, November. Mm-hmm. So pretty recent. Yeah. You remember battle I,
1: fatigue? I do. I remember we were, this is right when uh, things kind of closed down again for Freedom yeah. Valley. And, and we were, we've been fighting all year long. Yeah. And uh, we just, we realized that so many of us were just tired yeah. of that fight. And, and that's okay.
0: Nobody expected the pandemic to last right. this long in the beginning, and we were all just tired. <laughs> so,
1: so what do we do in that is yeah. what we talked about. And we, we watched some of the old Battles series so as a part good. of Battle Fatigue, yes. and that was really good. There's God reminders. just works
0: stuff out. Right. Like these sermon series always blow me away because they just work together mm-hmm. so well. It's like God's leading us on these journeys. and Yeah. That's really amazing. I do remember
1: that. That was powerful. The Christmas Spirit is
0: the last one. I don't remember this one at all. Well, it, no, Christmas <laughs> Spirit was was just around
1: the corner. And this is the type of series that I love, you know, where we look at cinema and we learn lessons from, from movies and films that are already in the scripture. You know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So every great idea Hollywood has ever had mm-hmm. is already there. There's truth in them. And we looked at the truth through films. We looked at the Christmas Carol. Um, we looked at um, B- uh, Buddy the Elf. We yep. looked at The Grinch, Grinch. Home, Alone, Home Alone, and um, Home Alone. I almost said to <laughs> uh, Home Alone. And then we looked at It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. And we saw all these great spirit things. And this was such an uplifting series mm-hmm. coming at the end of such a downgrading year. And yeah,
0: just, we looked at the, the difference between culture's view of the Christmas spirit and what the Christian spirit, the Jesus yes, spirit. Yes actually means. That was so good. I,
1: I love this series and, um, I, and I, I loved ending the year on such a high note. Yeah. And and I also love looking back yeah. on where we've come through the year. Yeah. And this is an important thing to do, to take a second, to look back, to consider everything we've come through and then look forward at where we're going.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we're going to rewind really quick through yeah. all of that. And then we're going to come back with what I've learned this year. Let's get ready looking for that. Looking forward to it. series. I hope you enjoyed going through those with us. I know I learned so much this year, and honestly, looking back through them really changed a lot for me. Looking back through all of those photos changed a lot for me. I I think I started the process of assembling those just thinking uh, so negatively about 2020. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like... I described it as a dumpster fire all year. Like, people would ask me, what's coming next? Or are we doing this? Are we doing that? I'm like, I I don't know. 2020. You know what I mean? It's a dumpster fire. We we had our Christmas Eve event, our drive-through Christmas event, uh, just a couple nights ago. And, you know, we had the live nativity and the Christmas characters, and it just poured on us just poured like cold hard rain and poor Jason was out in it for like 12 straight hours just in the rain soaked and everyone was very kind and very grateful and and all that but I just kept saying like it would rain on us in 2020 right like the one event we can have and it just rains on us and not just rains it was like a monsoon (laughs) it's just so 2020 it just monsoon and so I don't know though You know, I I think there's a little bit of danger in looking back at a year like that. Just so negative about it. And and these photos and the remembering and the celebrating what this year has brought us, there's some joy in that. And it, it got me thinking, you know, maybe there is a way to remember this year that isn't quite so negative. Maybe I need to purposefully remember it, to frame it, in another way. You know, for me, I I think this is a year I developed some new habits. You know, some some new disciplines, some new ways of coping with with stress that I didn't have before. I experienced stress like never before, yes, but I also coped with it. Developed new ways of dealing with it that will absolutely serve me in the future. And I've learned to put aside my own fears in order to do what I feel is right. Those are valuable skills that I'm not sure that I would trade. I I think I also learned that sometimes busyness, well, let's put it this way, I I learned not to trust the busyness. I I think busyness sometimes wants to trick me into thinking that it's effectiveness, uh, especially in the church world. Like, Like if we're just... Busy. If I just become busy, then I'll just I'll be effective at whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, but whether it's church stuff, or maybe it's usually church stuff, or family time, or whatever. But busyness in and of itself isn't necessarily effectiveness or importance or even healthy. Right. I think I learned the value of slowing down a bit to focus in on what really matters this year, unlike any other year. And I think it's easy to look back on this year and think that it was a waste. Whether you are, you know, practically shut in these days, barely leaving your house, or whether, you know, all of your favorite activities and events have been canceled this year. It's easy to say that this whole year was wasted. It was all such a waste. All that time we missed with our families or or traveling, whatever it is we wanted to do, and we couldn't. It was all just, uh, just a waste. But it wasn't a waste if we frame it right. It wasn't a waste if we take the lessons we were supposed to learn with us into the future. See, God is not a God who wastes things. I say this all the time, and hopefully you say it along with me at home, but God is a God who, when he does something, he's doing something. Right, He's doing something. He is always doing a new thing. He does something. He's doing something. He is a productive God, an eternal God, and he has no fault. So he is always producing. He's always bearing fruit. This is why when when we choose to see it, when we choose to let him, he's always turning bad things into good for those that love the Lord. Right? He turns them into good on our behalf. And so if we look back with the right mindset, we can see the good that God is trying to bring. And on this last Sunday of the year, I think we can all do that together. We can even turn things around In our mindsets, our our attitudes, our patterns of thinking now from the whole year. God actually does this a few times throughout the Old Testament for the Israelites, and I want to read one of those times to you today. The title of this passage in Deuteronomy 8, verse 1, is A Call to Remember and Obey. A Call to Remember and Obey. Deuteronomy 8, verse 1. Be careful. Be careful to obey all the commands I am giving you today. Then you will live and multiply, and you will enter and occupy the land the Lord swore to give to your ancestors. Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people who do not, that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. For all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out and your feet didn't blister or swell. Think about it. Just as a parent disciplines a child, the Lord your God disciplines you for your own good. So obey the commands of the Lord your God by walking in his ways and fearing him. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land of flowing streams and pools of water with fountains and springs that gush out of, out in the valleys and hills. It is a land of wheat and barley, of grapevines, fig trees and pomegranates, of olive oil and honey. It is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is as common as stone and copper is abundant in the hills. When you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. And we're going to stop right there. Oh, this is such a powerful passage, right? If you can understand the context that God is saying this to the Israelites in, right? He got them out of sla- slavery. He led them through miracle after miracle. He, he gave them a law and a way of living. And then he led them through the wilderness. 40 years of wilderness, and in a lot of ways, like Jason and I were just saying, it, this year has felt long. It's felt like a lot of wilderness. Right? We went into the unknown together. We we felt like we wandered a bit. We had no idea what we were doing. This is unprecedented in our lifetimes, right? And we're we're all trying to cope and, and handle it in, in different ways. But I I love how God is still there. He is still working. He he is still teaching us things. And so there's a couple of things I want to pull out of this passage real quickly to show you today. Number one is even in our wandering, even in our wandering, God leads. Verse 2 said, Remember how the Lord your God led you through the wilderness for these 40 years. He led you through the wilderness for these 40 years, humbling you and testing you to prove your character and to find out whether or not you would obey his commands. Now, I can easily look back and choose to see the wilderness of this year. The uncertainty. The wandering. I can choose to focus on the humblings and the testings and get mad at God for it. Or I can choose to see how he was leading me through it. For my own good. Like I said, I I was calling 2020 a dumpster fire there for a while, meaning I have no idea what will happen or if any of my plans will actually work out. And I am a planner. I like things to go according to plan. And it takes a little bit more work to see the blessings in a dumpster fire year. <laughs> it takes a little bit more work for me, but he has led me. I just, I have to choose to see it, right? I, I had to learn new ways of following him this year, but he was leading, even in the wandering, even when it didn't feel like it, even when it felt like I was wandering in circles, he was leading. I can see that throughout this year. I mean, looking back at all those sermon series, I can definitely see it. He was leading me. I feel like a different person today than I was January 1st. God did that. And I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't go back. Those lessons I learned while he was leading me were so, so important And number two, even in our wandering, God teaches. God teaches. Verse three says, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. I think for me, this one came a little bit more metaphorically. right? For some people, it was literal this year, like they had jobs stripped away from them it got laid off, got shut down I was fortunate enough to work for a church that stayed pretty faithful actually, about 75% faithful in their giving Right? I I didn't have to go hungry, the staff didn't have to go hungry but but the metaphorical part of it I, I think I did have these sort of rock bottom thoughts occasionally right, like when something bad happens, it's well, at least I still have whatever. These these friends, this family. At least we still have this or, or that. Maybe it's friends or family for you. It's it's an event maybe or a financial thing or whatever. Well, at least we still have. Right? We, we cling to these things we never thought of before in those rock bottom kind of moments in those wanderings. We cling to things. This year... God stripped some of those things away. Because really, my only, at least we still have, should be Jesus. The only thing that I cling to in times of trouble should be Jesus. When I have Jesus, I have everything I need. Right? Everything. It's something we say, but if we really believed it, if if we're still holding on to those, at least I still have X, Y, or Z. We're not fully surrendered. We're not fully faithful with Jesus. I need to hold on to every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That's what God is teaching me throughout this year. Every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Not the mouths of people. Friends, family, political parties, whatever. Not those words, but the word of the Lord. Just the Lord. God taught me that this year on whole new levels. Even in our wandering, God teaches. And number three, even in our wandering, God provides. He provides. Verse four says, for all these 40 years, your clothes didn't wear out. Your feet didn't blister or swell. These aren't the usual ways we think of God providing, are they? Right, like, like food in the fridge, a full bank account, extra presents under the tree. This is how we want God to provide. But maybe he does it in a different way. Maybe this year I should have needed to buy new tires, but they didn't wear out. Like maybe this year I should have needed to fix a big problem on a vehicle but it didn't break down. Maybe this year the, the, the furnace didn't blow up or, or nobody in my family got sick. Or if they did get sick, they came home from the hospital, right? And we often forget that God works in these little ways too. Sometimes things just don't break. And that is God providing food in your fridge. He is taking care of you. I mean, it's precedented. He said he did this for the Israelites. Of course he still does it today. 40 years their clothes didn't wear out. Can you imagine? 40 years. Your feet didn't blister or swell even though you were walking. God is in these wanderings. He provides. We just have to open our eyes and see it. It's not too late to turn 2020 around for you. I can't get you back all the lost time. I can't get you back all the lost vacations and the the family parties and the church services, but I can encourage you to turn it around today. Today. Now, maybe you've been ungrateful lately. You've been choosing not to see what God is doing and focusing on all the bad, all the negative, all the, the things God didn't do this year or people didn't do this year. Turn it around. Maybe you've just been a little selfish lately. I've gotten a little lazy on the couch, kind of settling into that quarantine life. Instead of reaching out, you're, you're wondering why people aren't reaching out to you. A little selfish, a little lazy, doing things you know you shouldn't be doing, things that might not be healthy for you. Turn it around. <laughs> Maybe this is just a non-spiritual way of saying Repent. Repent. Turn it around. Choose today to say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And just turn around. Change. Choose to take this last Sunday of the year to change 2020. And maybe this is the year that you chose to walk away from church that you're watching or listening to this today, somebody sent it to you, they thought it would encourage you or maybe you just happened to stumble upon the podcast or the YouTube channel, you got sucked in. Let me just encourage you today. Turn it around. Listen to another one after this. Watch another one. Click on another one, right? Come back to the stream next week too even if it's not your usual style, right? You like in-person better, whatever. Recommit yourself. Choose today. Recommit yourself. Maybe in-person church became that thing that, that that's almost your God. You chose to worship that instead of the God of church himself. Change. Repent. Commit yourself again, whatever way that looks like. Maybe you stopped tithing this year out of fear. They didn't know when that next paycheck was coming, and so they held things a little bit closer. Believe me, I get it, but it's fear. Recommit yourself. Trust God. He wants to provide for you. He wants to make sure your shoes don't wear out. You have tires on the cars. He can do that for you. Maybe you just you gave in a little bit to selfishness or, or laziness. You let some other temptation in the way. Turn it around. This is your Sunday. This is the last Sunday of the year. Use it. It's not a a throwaway Sunday. I know the week between Christmas and New Year's often feels like a a bye week, right? A rest week, uh, an off week. And it can be restful, but don't let it be lazy. Do the spiritual work now. Look back. Look back well frame this year. Choose to see the good things, the the lessons learned, what God has been trying to teach you this year. Thank him for it. And then double down. God is leading you. He is teaching you. He is providing for you. God, help us to see that. Help us to understand what you're doing. Help us to see it, to open our eyes to be able to see what you are doing. You're such a good God, such a productive God. Father, help us not to miss it. Help us not to get bitter and angry and unforgiving at the world. If we've learned anything this year, it's that people aren't our enemy. You're not our enemy. There is an enemy, but it's not people. God, you are leading us. You are guiding us. You are teaching us. You are providing for us. Even when we can't see it, God, help us to see it. Help us to be grateful this year. You've given us these moments on our calendar, given us seasons of looking back gratitude. Just like you called the Israelites to remember, you're calling us to remember today. Help us to rewind the tape of this year. To be grateful. To start looking for the lessons. Because they are there. We thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: We are called to remember to remember the good things that God has given to us. And it might not always be easy, but it is always possible. No matter how bad things seem, he has blessed us. As a youth pastor, I try to teach this to teenagers, and my go-to is, how many pairs of shoes do you have? And then they spend some time counting how many shoes they have. And I said, wait, 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 is it more than one pair? And they'll say, yeah. I said, you're richer than tens of thousands, tens of millions of people all over the world who only have one pair of shoes. We're blessed. We're blessed beyond measure. Let's remember that. It's become in vogue to talk about how bad things are. How bad things are. Let's remember how good they are. And let's remember our God, our Savior, our Jesus, who called us, who loves us, who leads us. I want to read his words out of Luke 9, verse 62, talking about how to follow him and how to move forward while you're following him. Luke 9, 62 says, But Jesus told him, Anyone who puts a hand to the plow and then looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Putting your hand to the plow means going to work. It means having something you're called to do. Candice laid out the importance of remembering what's come, the blessings we have, the, the good things. But we also need to look forward at what's ahead of us as we hold on to the plow. Jesus has called us to do work for the kingdom, to to be at work. And he says, anyone who puts the hand to the plow and then looks back. Now, he's not talking about remembering the good things. He's saying, anyone who says, I wish I still had my old life. Anyone who says, I I don't want to do what God has called me. Anyone who looks away from the mission that God has for them. We need to stay focused on what's ahead. And I want to call you, encourage you, and challenge you. This year, to work towards the calling God has for you. To give your attention to the calling God has for you. To give your energy to the calling God has to you. And to give financially to the calling God has to you. Last service, our Christmas Eve service, I encourage that we would give our best gift to God. Candice was talking about how, how people might have it so much worse and, and how F, here at FV Church, we've we've been blessed by faithful givers, but she also mentioned 75%. That means this year we're down 25%. Will you stay focused on the call that God has given you? Will you continue to give? Will you set yourself looking forward no matter what's behind the blessings, the the bad things, the good things? Will you set your heart on things ahead and give your best to your God this year? As always, you can give to God at FB.church forward slash give. You can give with the FV church app and you can give by texting to that number on the screen. Will you give to your God? today. Will you give this year? If you're prepared to give your tithes and offerings, I'm going to pray over them in just a moment, asking God to bless and continue to pour out His blessings as He has in the past. And and I also want want to remind you that this year is your year, just like last year was your year and the year before that was your year to grow in God. Let nothing separate you from Him. You can Go to fv.church forward slash Bible plan and you can start the year out right with a Bible reading plan that we're going to be reading together. You can continue to, to reach out to your Savior, reach out to your church, continue to grow as a family. Set your heart on things above. Don't be distracted by the world saying how bad things have become, but become focused on our God who says how good they will be. Let's fix our eyes on things ahead. Let's celebrate what has come behind and let's keep focused on our Savior. I want to pray over our tithes and offerings that are being presented. I want to thank God for his blessings and I want to thank him for you. Would you pray with me? Father God, as we have taken some time to look back on the many blessings of this year, the stories of baptisms and salvations, of new partners and, and dedications to you, we thank you because all good and perfect gifts come from our Father and we look ahead at the work to be accomplished and we ask that we would stay fixed and focused on the mission at hand that we would continue to give our all our best our first fruits to you I ask that you would bless every gift and every giver for the glory and honor of the name of Jesus. I ask that as a church, we would grow. We would grow your kingdom because there are souls to save. We would solve problems because you are the solution that we would learn what it means to continue to put our best foot forward this year. I thank you for gifts, for givers, for our savior, for grace, And I ask that we would go forward into this next year, into the unknown with our heads held high and our hearts fixed on things above. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. F.E. Church, I wanna thank you for worshiping with us and being a part of everything that God is doing as a church. I look forward to seeing you in the new year with blessings in store for each and every one of us. Thanks so much for being a part of this service.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, please let us know by going to fe.church/imn. And remember to download our app for more content and helpful links.